0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, the Mind of Mayhem, and your intellectual savior, and you're watching the one, two, three count podcast.
1: Well now by this time you kind of figured out this isn't the same kind of intro, which means one thing, this is now entering 201, and I'm your host, Clifford, Red Dog Miller, and that feeds you up that mountain called Wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? Just see. Him right there. The mind of mayhem himself. You find this man going from Pennsylvania, Delaware, Jersey, New York, Tennessee. I think I've seen you just about everywhere in between. And, uh, you around. know, he is. Yeah, he has definitely been around 25 plus years. And he likes to consider himself. Actually, I like to consider him the hardcore version of Paul Heyman. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy, the one, the only Corey <sighs> Cross.
0: I'm going to need you to talk me up more often, man. It's- yeah no i've been yeah you know that i've i've been around wrestling 25 years full time 10 10 going into 11 yeah wow yep yep i started setting chairs up for the local local companies man setting setting the chairs up being the gopher getting to know the guys getting to know the bookers the owners promoters and just taking it from there man i think that's one thing about like wrestling that's really
1: kind of weird is like people don't realize like you really like you pay your dues right and then and what happens is it's like bookers and promoters start to notice like hey this guy's always around this guy's always helping let's let's throw him a bone or let's help him out let's figure out what he mm-hmm. wants to do and then usually from there that's kind of like how you normally would start your journey or you know you can be one of those guys who like i went to a training school and i did xyz and then all of a sudden from there you're still gonna go back and help put the ring together help put out chairs help pass out flyers you're probably going around to local businesses and just firing up everything. So there's Mm -hmm. always like something going on and you're just, you're always constantly paying your dues to help get in the door to like bigger shows.
0: Yeah. It it never stops. It never stops. Whether it's um, helping the promoter, being a gopher, you know, if it, see if he wants anything. If, if I'm arriving to the show, I'll be in contact. Hey, anything I can pick up along the way. Or if there's things we need for the show, I'll go along on the runs with everybody. You know, it's it's no matter how small the part you think is, it's integral for the entire show. It really so. is like
1: every everybody there. I mean, from like I just I look back. I know the first thing I like to do because it's a it's a thing we talk about all the time on the show. And you guys know it's one of my favorite questions mm-hmm. is like you know, do's and don'ts, but I love to go through and just like talk to as many people as I can right off the jump, not just like the workers, but obviously the promoter, the booker, and then like the people who are putting the ring together and people who are doing the the music, right? Because they're going to know who you are at the end of the night. If you're just going around just saying, hey, you know, thank you. And then, hey, great job tonight. You know, you're just doing the little things because at the end of the day, those things all matter to like everybody. And, you know, that's kind of what we're here for. We're here to like network and try to grow ourselves to you know one day to hopefully you know you're either on that grand stage or you're just wanting to be in the background of an impact show so it's just you're just here to work in and that's really what all all comes down to
0: yeah and that's and that's what happened and then like you said it's right place right time get thrown a bone or maybe we help this kid out you know he's been around for a while and that's that's what happened to me like i said i was a gopher for local companies stepped away for a bit and then about 10 years ago uh, ten, ten, uh, roughly, give or take. Uh, there was a local upstart company, Valor Pro Wrestling. Uh, ran by Adrian Bliss at the time. Uh, I just got to know him, got to hang out. Uh, he kind of took me under his wing. Uh, I was trained on the fly. Him, Eddie Valentine, uh, Shatter. Those were the those were or who started me, and then eventually I I branched out to guys like um Mark and Troy Mest. Rob Noxious, um, Jason Havoc, people like that. It's. I tell people I don't have one specific trainer. I drew everything from everybody, and that's those people are integral in making me who I am. And if I can pass that on to the next generation, that's what I want to do. You know, I, I think there's an important part about
1: just like setting up like the future generation for like that success and that's kind of like why I like doing this podcast so much is because you know when you think about things like a lot of people are always trying to figure out like who can I go to what can I do how can I get this accomplished and it's like there's a path out there for everybody all you have to do is just Mm -hmm. look for it and, and, and it'll show itself and that's why I think with this podcast I definitely wanted to make it a point that everybody gets to see like hey like here's what I did on my journey, but not everybody's going to want to create like this kind of atmosphere. So what they can do is just mm-hmm. kind of follow the breadcrumbs that I've just like laid apart. And I, it's funny, cause you mentioned something, right. About learning from a lot of different people. And that's kind of where this show kind of spun off of was, um, I, I was talking to a friend and he was like, yo, I love listening to your podcast because it makes me feel like I'm learning something about everybody. And I can kind of go up and talk to them and just kind of relate to them just based on what they are. And I was like, I was treating it kind of funny. I was like, well, I'm just kind of glad to treat it. I, I, created a college course out of nothing. And I was like, I could ask more in depth questions and, and find more answers. And so that's where this kind of Mm -hmm. spun off of, because now that I'm going into, I'm fun fact for those who now know, I'm going into my fourth year in January. And so it's like, what are expectations? What would people look for? What are they doing? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's those kind of things that I look for now. And it's like, I'm asking and looking and trying to understand. And like for me, the two biggest things that I've kind of really, like, come to hit on, right, everybody's going to talk about it, always about your basics, right? But then after that, it's about footwork and storytelling, and those mm-hmm. were the two things that I was like, all right, cool. So now I have, like, all this new goals about, like, how I want to, like, push everything and figure out how to listen to the crowd more, and so those are things, like, I'm starting to focus on and, and drive myself towards. So it's, it's these little things that I'm starting to, like, pick up on now, and I'm
0: like, hey, this is, this is where we're at. Oh yeah, that's to me. That's that's one of my favorite things. Um, I was challenged. Was it last summer by uh, Rob Noxious and Mark Mest and Troy Mest to close my eyes and watch the match. And a lot of people got confused by that because you you have to watch with your eyes, but in reality, you you really don't. If you close your eyes and you listen to a match. You can tell certain cadences, certain okay. This was this, this was this. Okay, they screwed that up because, like you said, the footwork you can hear the footwork, you can hear you know the bumps, the strikes, putting it together and understanding, even not even not even watching, understanding where it goes and why it makes sense where it goes. And I had, I still to this day, if I, I'm in training. I'll, you know, I'll sit there with my eyes closed and just, and watch, you know, just put it all together and I, I'll never be on their level, but I aspire to be as, as knowledgeable as everybody who helped me in my, in, um, excuse me, in, in my path, helping me along the way. I like that. It's funny
1: too, cause like, I've had people tell me to, uh, one person in particular, Uh, was telling me about how their little brother walked up to another couple wrestlers calling their match, and they're like, yo, can we help you? And he was like, actually, I just can I just listen to you guys call your match? And they're like, oh. And they're like, oh, cool, yeah, go ahead. And so he was just listening and taking notes while they were calling their match. And Mm -hmm. I never heard about that. And I was like, yo, that's such a smart idea. And in one of our episodes, we actually talked with TJP, and he talked about closing his eyes and listening to the matches. And he's like, I'm pretty spot on. He's like, I could tell like, he's like 90% of the time. He's like, I can tell exactly where a match is and where it should mm-hmm. be just by listening. So hearing you say that again, is something that reminds me that, you know, I should be, if I'm in the back, I should be listening, listening for the, for the crowd mm-hmm. and the match to figure out like where we are and what they're responding to.
0: Yeah. You, um, you don't, you don't work for the boys in the back. You don't work for the promoter. Ultimately, yeah, the promoter pays you, the booker could pay you, you get your envelope at the end of the night, handshake, whatever. But ultimately, you work for the crowd. You work for, in my opinion, yeah, there's your front row, but you also work for that 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 child or that person eight rows back. You work for them. Because they're not they may not be able to see your face, but they can hear what you did. And, you know, it's, it's, that's what I tell like the, the new kids coming up, eyes open, ears open, mouth shut. You know, you said uh, about somebody listening to two, uh, two guys call their match. When I first started, uh, it's still one of my favorite stories. I stood with uh, Adrian bliss and uh, another wrestler and I just stood there while they talked and it was about an hour of them just going back and forth. And I joke that I didn't learn anything about wrestling, but I could tell you what they were getting at the grocery store and how their families were. It's because I stood there and I, I asked if it was okay and I just listened and I observed. And that's, I think that's the hardest thing these days for people to do just because everybody has an opinion and just quell it for two seconds. Excuse me. Talk to one of your vets or sit down when they're trying to go over something. If you know, you want to promote, talk to the promoter the day of the show and ask if it's okay. If you sit in, you know, don't say anything. Don't offer opinions unless they're, you know, they're asked of you, but yeah, just sit there and just take it all in. And like you said, there's in, in wrestling, there's something for everybody. You know, you can be a, a wrestler, you can be a manager, valet, a ref. Um, the sound guy needs to know everything running gorilla, you know, even the, even the person who's ringing the bell needs to know finishes times, things like that. And every, every part is integral And anybody will help you find your way if you want to be a part of it.
1: I agree. I think one of those things is like, I know for me, I love going over to like one CW and just seeing how they run their shows. And like try to figure everything out. And I just Mm -hmm. like to sit back and just pay attention and check out the board and see what's happening. And then from there, I like to go around and just find and I I use them as an example because usually they have like one of the bigger locker rooms where there's like a lot of wrestlers. So I can actually go to a lot of different workers and just ask for opinions and just Mm -hmm. ask advice. And so recently we even started up like a little show just kind of playing off of the whole uh, what we call quick cuts. And we just like we'll ask questions, just one question to people and just figure out like what's if it works or not, like what what how they do this or how they do that. And Mm -hmm. it's been a lot of fun. And it's one of those things where, like, even with, like, the promoters, I can sit back and just ask, like, hey, what stands out to you, right? And it's kind of, like, one of those things where I've been, like, asking myself, like, the same question is, like, how do I make myself stand out to all these other wrestlers, right? I was talking with uh, Martin Stone at his seminar a couple weeks back, and uh, I was like, hey, uh, what's, like, how do I make myself stand out? Because I look around, I see a bunch of a bunch of great wrestlers, right? but I don't want to be just another dude. I want to be, I want to stand out. How would I do that? What, what would you look for? And my favorite thing about him, he was like, all you need to do is just work. He's like, that's it. People are going to know you. He's like, just Mm -hmm. work. He's like, find as many matches as you can, work as many people as you can, just get as much ring time as you can. He's like, people will know who you are. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that just, that stuck with me so much.
0: Yeah. It's, it's get your face out there. Get your name out there. Um, Offer whatever you can to whatever company you can. Make yourself invaluable. You know, make yourself the, I, I don't want to say the hot commodity, but make yourself known in, in, in surely a good way. you know what I mean? Don't don't come off cocky or arrogant or anything because I wrestling is the biggest little community. That ever existed. You know, if if something happens on the PA indie scene this weekend, I guarantee by Sunday morning, if not Sunday afternoon at the latest, somebody in California knew what happened. You know, and vice versa. And like you just, yeah, just get out there, work, do things that make sense that set you apart. If that makes sense, you know, I I use the word sense, but do things like you're chaining. Nail that be excellent at chaining because unfortunately in the, these times you've seen one Canadian destroyer on the apron, you've seen 48, four fifties, you know what I mean? Get your basics. Nail your basics. Make them crisp and beautiful, and yeah, it, it's going to come. It's going to come. You don't have to go out there and do a, a Canadian destroyer off the top to the floor. You don't have to. You know.
1: Yeah, and if, I I feel like the one one thing is that, like, and I feel like this was it's something I've been learning a lot too. Is like the the intent needs to be there. Like not just like what moves you're doing, but like why you're doing them Mm -hmm. and what drives your character to do those moves. Right. You could be like, well, I'm the best wrestler of all time. Cool. But then if you're the best wrestler, why is your character doing like, I don't want to say it like this, but like big spots. Right. And I mean, just like, we're going to do this shooting star press off the top rope. I was like, cool. But when you think of the word of wrestler, like you're not thinking about like the guy who's going for those big high spots. And while there is a place for everything in wrestling, like, your your character didn't dictate that, right? I had a friend, right. I had a uh, one of the other wrestler uh, new new workers over at a uh, Rice City's compound, like asked me the same question. He was like, "Hey, I want to be I want to be a great technical wrestler, and I'm thinking about hitting like this like tornado DDT off the turnbuckle." I'm like, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, I just it just looks cool." I was like, "So if it looks cool to you, that's fine. That's a perfect example of what you can do." But just understand that when I ask those questions, it's just not me being bad. It's just me, more just like trying to figure out like what you're going for as far as the character goes,
0: right? And it's 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 that psychology. There's there's our fun word um, coming from uh, Fort Noxious and the Mess Brothers dungeon. Psychology does it make sense? Like you said, if you're a wrestler, why are you doing a shooting star? You should be able to out-wrestle anybody. You know, you, that's your basics. Your, your half Nelsons and your, you know, double leg takedowns and things like that should impress everybody and you shouldn't have to go out there and do a shooting star. You know, I 100% shoot, agree with it. <laughs> shooting, stars, shooting stars are cool. You know, guys like Billy Kidman and Brock Lesnar does it or used to, you know, Brock doesn't do it every match. Brock pulls it out once every, you know, three or four years. But yeah, it's, it's like, it's like, I I told somebody Sunday, it's like undertakers dive. Undertaker can swan dive beautifully over to the top rope. What if he does it every match? It loses that. It loses that mystique. It loses that, Oh my God, I was there at this venue for this show, and I saw The Undertaker do the dive. You know, yeah, it's it's psychology, man. It's that learn what makes sense and how it makes sense for you. And then that's so, when you look at you look at guys like Ricochet. You know what I mean? Like
1: Ricochet, you would talk about beautiful, like, you know, beautiful uh, like he's got one too and even him like when he was first getting on the scene he was doing the 630s all the time and eventually he got to the point where he act- he texted chris jericho and was like hey can i just use a code breaker and just kind of make it my own he's like doing a 630 is hard on my back because i'm doing it night after night after night and mm-hmm. you're talking about like almost two he's on the road 280 days and finally he was just like hey after like day 90 and like I can't really keep doing this. I need to just right. like scale
0: all this back. It's, I tell somebody um, if you're looking for anybody finish and you need a finish you can hit it on anybody. Anybody. And yeah, you can have a big high spot finish, which is fine. You also need a submission finish. There's your three one you can hit on anybody. One you pull out for your big spots and some form of submission. You know, look at a guy like, like John, John Cena is the perfect example. Everybody's the five moves of doom. You know, John Cena's one move is an STF that he can hit on anybody. He made Umaga tap out to the STF. You know, he could eat. The, the 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 AA didn't work, and then the the fish drop didn't work, and yeah, it's something you have to have because it's psychology, and you know, yeah, you can do the six thirty or the whatever, yeah, you can do that, but like you said, after day ninety, you know, how many of those have you missed? Yeah, you know, that's just
1: that's, that's <laughs> man, it is, and so. I guess when, like, coming back to, like, someone like me, right? Been mm-hmm. in the business now, just getting into my fourth year. It's one of those things kind of, mm-hmm. like, if I was the goal to go to – let's say, I, you know, we are getting ready to work on a match, right? And mm-hmm. You ask that question, like, hey, like, you've been in, like, three or four years. What are the expectations that you would have for me? Like, what's implanted in your mind of, like, things that this person should be able to know or this person should be able to at least
0: do? Uh, three, you said three to four years in? yeah uh first things first is basics man if if i'm looking at somebody or like if even if i see somebody and i want to recommend them to a company you know i i i i I can talk to a half dozen companies right now if i recommend them i want to see their basics yeah it's cool man you can you know do all your flips and do all your your. I hate to say it, man. It's I sound like you know grizzled, but <laughs> you can do your flips and you can do your 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 super kips, yeah, you know, super kicks and your and your kip ups and all that. But how's your lockup look? Because people don't realize that's that that simple lockup sets the tone of the match. It really does. I've seen guys come in super weak, and it's just like, all right, whatever, you know. And now how's my match? I didn't watch it. Or you know, you 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 get, and they don't even have to be the big guys to lock up, you know, strong. Lock up strong, man, and that that's what sets that's what's going to set you apart. Your basics, your your knowledge, your ability, your bumps, uh, things like that. Uh, if you, another one, uh, the psychology, work on some of your psychology. That's a big thing because like I said, you need to know what goes where and why and why does your character do it? And what sets your character doing it apart from somebody else? You know, the example you gave was a uh, ricochet call, uh, texting Chris Jericho about the code breaker what sets Ricochet's Codebreaker apart from Jericho's? You know, and if essentially somebody kicks out of Jericho's but they don't kick out of Ricochet's, they've made that look weak. You know what I mean? Uh, Another thing is if you want to, talking. Personality, man, who are you? It's hard to tell, you know, three or four years in, but I think you, you, you have a great idea of who you are. You know, I've, I've watched the progression, the gear, everything's changed for, for the better. You know what I mean? It's, it's find out who you are. And then another big thing is attitude. Are you respectful? Are you thanking everybody? Are you taking criticism, constructive criticism, Because you can't learn from negativity, you know. Are you taking uh, constructive criticism and using it to improve yourself for the next time? You know, because I I would like to see it next time. You know, hopefully that works, and there is a next time you come back. But yeah, I think those are the things: your basics, psychology, excuse me, um, personality, and just. You know, if you can talk, being, being a good promo. Cause that, that also helps get them in the building. And if not, then hope maybe the promoter or somebody can recommend a mouthpiece for you, male, female, a manager, a valet, somebody to help you elevate that character and that gimmick that you're, you're, you're portraying and take it to the next level.
1: That's one of the things that I look at too. I I know uh, recently, I started to get to be a little bit more vocal in the ring and like mm-hmm. talking wise, like whether I'm like making jokes or something like that, but I can use a perfect example. He won't mind because he kind of laughed about it. Well, he tried not to break character because it happened, but Mr. Grimm, right. Uh, Hitting with a huge splash in the ring. And he was just staring at the crowd. And while he's in the crowd, I was like, I just leaned into his ear and just made it like audibly known that I was saying it to And I was like, mm-hmm. I love you and he just pushed (laughs) me back he walked
0: away because he was like what the hell man (laughs) next next time hug him next he loves that (laughs) we'll we'll bring that back around Mr. Grimm loves when people try to hug him it's so great
1: (laughs) but it's one of those things it's like now I'm like all right so if I'm getting beat, yeah. if I'm getting, if my character is like getting beat up and obviously I, I'm trying to portray off the Deadpool kind of incident. It's like, yeah. all right, well, how do we do this? Oh, we can crack jokes while we're doing it. Or like mm-hmm. something I also like to do is when I'm sitting in the crowd or I'm sitting in a ring, and I'm getting choked, like on the middle rope. Right. I like reach out to a kid. And I'm just like, yo, tag me in, like tag me yeah. in, get him. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's the idea of like, keep trying to play off the ideas and like, keep, keep people looking at, at the, at the screen or at me, because it's like, if you're not getting them to notice you, you're obviously losing the audience.
0: Right. It's that, it's that emotional connection. How can, you know, like you said, you know, you're getting choked on the second rope. You're reaching over to a kid, trying to tag them into the match. It, you know, it's not going to happen, but like you're, you're trying to emotionally connect with that kid you know, to 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 so he can run back to his mom or dad and be like, Look, look, he, he wanted me to tag him into the, you know, and then you have just made a fan. Because during intermission or after the show, the kid's gonna come up to you and ask if you're okay and you know buy whatever merchandise you're selling on Hawkers Row. And it it's that's what it is. It's that emotional connection, man. And yeah. Being more verbal in the ring is great. Um, I, I know there's many times that I've been involved with stuff where I've just – I've had to not – I've had to just do this. And just, <laughs> like, on the outside of the ring, um, I, I'm glad they did it, and it was one of my favorite moments of my career. Um, they decided to put me with Ed House for, like, oh, God, what, four years? Something like that. It was a long time. And Ed House and I um, lovingly called each other. We were the Blues Brothers of independent wrestling. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, of course, was Belushi, and he was Ackroyd. And we we, we played off each other. And we rolled with that for, for a while. And like you said, there was just times where I just had to, like... You know, just... Put my head down in the corner and just I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, put my head on the apron and just, you know, okay, I need a minute. Just... And then, then, we get, then, we, then we get back into it. That's just, that's just what it is, man. It, it is fun when like
1: you're trying not to break or you're causing someone else to break character. Like, it is fun to actually mm-hmm. see somebody like legitimately have to like either hide their face mm-hmm. or they like
0: take the deep side yeah, yeah, need a minute need a minute yep. need a minute need a minute Just, hold on yep Just... yep <laughs> there's 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 and that's and that's the that's the fun part to me you that's the memories that we're all gonna have you know because eventually you know the mind of mayhem is gonna walk off into the sunset you know red dog's gonna take a minute take a step back Everybody's going to take that, that break, but then you're just going to have those memories of, you know, you telling Mr. Grimm you love him. Or another one of my favorites was Ed, just I, – I didn't take notice. Ed House got busted open in a match, and he went upside down in the corner, and he was like, hey, how's this look? And I didn't notice, and I look over, and he is just – it looks like somebody took a faucet and just turned it on. And I was like, good. <laughs> what do you say, you know? Cause he just you know, catching his breath, taking that minute, he was like, Does it look all right? And it is just pouring. And I'm like, Yeah, you look you look fine. <laughs> you know? You- you look like
1: a blood fountain.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everything, everything's great, man. Just,
1: you know? <laughs> it's those
0: stories, man.
1: I love it, too. I get to look back and I, like, watch matches and stuff. Like, some watch some of my matches to kind of see what I can nitpick and figure out what mm-hmm. I like and didn't like. I start to notice the little things. Like, I might say something to somebody and they, like, duck their face or they will like... Do the 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 hum the hum breath where I was like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, like a, a perfect one, right? I was I was working a match with uh T.J. Sykes and uh his character was biting me in the ear, and I was yelling at the ref. I was like, "Ref, he's biting me!" and he's like, "No, he's not." It's like, I swear to God, I'm in the ring with Mike Tyson right oh. now, <laughs> and like he just he legit just like, oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, it's it's these stories, man. It's it's I I can go on. Um, you know, there was a a goat boy, goat boy in Valor Pro wrestling. At um mm, We go we there, there's some history there. Uh goat boy used to get nervous and can I poop in the ring? Mm and then eat it cuz he was a goat. <laughs> and you literally like yeah, yeah. He that, that all he was to say, I'm a goat. And that's how he, that and that's how he would sell. You hit him. <laughs> yeah. I'm a goat. Okay. Yeah, man, that yeah, there's just like it's the stories. You know. <laughs> and that, that's ultimately what it's going to be at the end of the day. It's not going to be what happened in the ring. It's going to be the stories you tell to people. That's what's going to, that's what's going to carry all of us on. You know, yourself, me, anybody. It's the stories you've made along the way, man. That's what I like. That's what I love about wrestling is
1: that you're sharing your passion with a bunch of people who also share that same passion that you do. Mm -hmm. So like, makes everything some people you're just not going to get along with but at the end of the day you're all there for the same reason and you're all trying to put on like this really great show and you're all having fun just like connecting about with everything so i think that's what i love about this this whole entire uh, sport business performance whatever you really want to call it
0: yeah it's it's wrestling it it, it's it's professional slash independent wrestling that's the easiest way to describe it there's no you know it's I tell people it is my favorite, most toxic relationship.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It really is. It just, it does, it takes, and it takes, and it takes, and it takes, but you
0: keep giving it because you keep loving it. Yeah, you're you're not going to, I don't want to say you're not. Very rarely does anybody get back what they've put in. You know, out of a thousand people, two of them are going to get that, that, that phone call to come to to Florida. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's for me personally, it was never about that. It was the, the, the camaraderie. It was the, you know, yeah, it'd be cool to go to, you know, on the big show, but I like where I'm at. I like being able to connect. I like, like you said, you can't on, you know, big shows, you can't reach out on TV and go tag in, you know, you just can't. But if you go to your local, you know, fire hall on a Sunday night or Saturday night, I'm sorry. You can see, you know, the Merc with the mouth. You can see, You know, a a loudmouth, bearded guy getting you know punched in the face because he said something wrong. You can see (laughs) one of the forty-eight doink the clowns. You know, and there's something for everybody, and it connects on that personal level. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And
1: it's one of those things too. It's like, and what what what's also crazy about this business is like, as you grow into it, you kind of brought up like characters, right? It's just Mm -hmm. like you get more and more comfortable with this like character that you're developing and growing, but you're always putting more stuff into it. And you're trying to figure Mm -hmm. out like how to tell the story better or more efficiently. And it's the one thing I, I, I love this business because it's just, it's, it's the easiest, hardest thing to do. It's like chess, right? Like chess is easy to learn, but it's hard to master. Whereas like mm-hmm. in wrestling, like, yeah, you can get started. You're going to take a lot of bumps and you're going to try to figure stuff out. But once you start figuring out like character work and you're trying to really figure it, it's cool to make a character. It is hard to master that character. Even if you're making it yourself and you're like, well, I put in a whole bunch of effort of me into it. Yeah. But there's
0: more to it. Right. Um, one of, one of my favorite, uh, and I say this, I won't say it to his face, though. You um, know, in, in in the Pennsylvania area, and he's branched out. We have the Red Scorpion. I don't know if you're familiar with the Red Scorpion, but Scorpion is Scorpion man. He he's been to the grocery store in his gear. He is a walking, talking Mortal Kombat character. You know, and you name it. At one point, you name it, he had it on his table for anybody, like any price point for any fan. He had t-shirts and rings and bracelets and stickers and, you know, and he lives that gimmick. He came in with an idea of what he wanted to do. And he just, he ran with it. He legit. You know, he had all his suitcases have red and black scorpions on them. Like, excuse me, he was able to market that and have it transcend wrestling. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's put a hell of a lot of a hell of a lot of work behind this, and he used to travel everywhere. He's been on Ring of Honor and and the Monster Factory and. Every local show around here, you know, but yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out, I mean, I know who I am, but I'm still trying to figure out what can make me just that much better. You know, what can, what can help me elevate now? Like you said, the, 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 the hardcore Paul Heyman that's my compliment because that's who I wanted to be. But there's already enough Paul Heymans. Who's the next me? You know, like there's tons of superhero gimmicks. Who's, who's the next. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who's, who's the next. Yeah. I I'm over here going, yep. There's Andy header and red, you know, but yeah, like how can you, Separate yourself from everybody else that does it, you know that's 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 one of the things and, I look at man,
1: and I think about those things like how do i how do so like with everybody who wants to be like the superhero kind of gimmick or like mm-hmm. the the outlandish person and that's why I got to think about it because when I first started getting into this biz- into this business, you know I was kind of like the serious mercenary that was supposed to like. Hey, like, this is who I'm gonna be. This is what I'm gonna do. This is the tactics that we're using, blah, 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 whatever. Right. And I was just like, it's just not me. It's not connecting. I really wanna be more me, more outlandish, more like fun loving. And people mm-hmm. like are gonna notice those things. So I, as soon as I started cracking jokes, kind of like, you know, the merc with the mouth himself, I was like, what else can I do to make this different? Right. So I started asking other people to help me like figure this out. and you were asking me before the show like who are some other people that I've kind of looked at mm-hmm. to help build this up right and I started thinking I, I was thinking about it while I was working on it Bugs Bunny became like one of the characters that I just started watching repeatedly and try to figure out more things that either he has said or he is doing mannerisms he's carried Zach Morris is another example of someone that I wanted to pull from uh crazy enough a lot of the things I do do like try to act and and emulate would be someone like Ryan Reynolds, because I just think all of his characters, which are pretty much just Deadpool, just on different (laughs) degrees. I was like, Oh, I'm pretty much just a a walking Ryan Reynolds wrestler. And, uh, but I get to thinking about all those things where it's like, how do I incorporate this into my character? And it was cool because like, uh, Chaz and I, because, you know, obviously we're, Best friends and people know that. We we started talking about like how to build this world up of like Red Dog because once you build a world up, you kind of understand how the character is going to fight, right, or how the character is going to move, or how he's going to talk, or the things he's going to try, right? Mm -hmm. Just dumb antics. And so I was like, oh, I can just do kind of whatever. So that's where even the promos, the Adventures of Red Dog came from, was just me kind of like, not really. A lot of people call it like I've had it called like you, you just try everything. But that's the that's the beauty of what like Red Dog does is that Red Dog just kind of like he'll say whatever he can, he can cut the serious promos if you need him to. But then like he does a Blue's Clues promo because he fucking can't. It thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I was, like, that's why I was like, yo, I just I legit did a promo one time where it was a Disney promo where I had a laugh track and everything in the background. I And it's mm-hmm. those things I was like. I know those things are going to be the things that separate me from a person to B person
0: because they're not doing those kind of things. Right. And that's, and that's, that's what ultimately gets eyes on your product and helps, helps red dog or whoever grow, you know, examples are like, uh, I can't believe I'm talking about this guy. Cause you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the best bearded chubby guy. But uh, big dust and Killian, the big goddamn cinematics. Yeah, they brought in like <laughs> Robbie Radke and Bo and Nelly, and e- that those were those were everything they needed to be. You know, Ed House just cut a promo two weeks ago, three weeks ago, using his son's action figures. You know, and that was just it. It separates you. It gets it. It gets eyes on you. You know, like you said, you did the one with the laugh track. Mine are more. Now they're more serious. If I'm doing a promo, it's there's going to be a little bit of, you know, fun here and there, but it's, it's more serious because like you said, you drew inspiration from Zach Morris and Bugs Bunny. Uh, When I first started, the, the original game plan, um, I'm going to – Morris Day in the Time. <laughs> right? We all, we all know Jungle Love, O-E-O-E-O, all that fun stuff, right? Uh, again, like I said, Adrian Bliss helped me break in. Uh, if there, those who who know Adrian Bliss's gimmick, he's the sexy psycho. You know what I mean? And I was going to be his manservant pink zebra stripe booty shorts the whole nine. <laughs> I put them on once, and I was like, this isn't going to work. So then it's, all right, now what do we throw against the wall? And ultimately, what stuck was I was B-Rad for Malibu's Most Wanted for forever. I was B-Rad. I, you know, I managed the tag team from Philadelphia. I I was the... The, the stuck out like a sore thumb, but didn't think I did. You know? And then I... That's what got me my cookout pass. I mean, uh, we'll just put it that way. You know? <laughs> and then I started working with Ed House. And then I was more... Let's watch the Blues Brothers. You know, that dynamic. We, we didn't do cartwheels and we didn't dance. But we had that, you know... Uh, the Blues Brothers, or I hate to say this one, but Balkan Skull from the Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's that's what we had, and then eventually it it developed now more into I I don't want to say like the Paul Heyman style because everybody does that, but that's what it is. It said serious. I now you know I work with uh, excuse me guys like Rob Noxious. I've worked with guys like Mister Ping. Uh, things like that that are more serious and do more of like the the hardcore style so I want my promos if I have to do them to reflect that you know and it's it's that constantly evolving man
1: I like it I like it and it is one of those things too is that you're always looking for like that that little piece that's gonna add to like I, for for better or worse whatever chili you're making, you're looking for like that extra ingredient that helps like mm-hmm. sweeten up that flavor or give it that mm-hmm. extra kick. And it, it makes sense. And it's cool to hear, like even at 25 years, and I know everybody's like, you know, you're always learning in this business, but it's, it's always nice to hear someone reiterate that because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you that's not a thing that gets talked about a whole lot is that we all know that you're constantly learning in the business, but when you, when you hear it out loud, it's like, oh, okay, cool. So I know I'm growing in this journey. I'm continuing to grow in this journey.
0: Yeah. Like, like I said, when I first started, it was setting chairs up and running, go being a gopher, you know, and that's what I always loved wrestling. And that's what got me in. And then I got to meet the boys and make friends with people. And eventually, like I said, what, 10 years, 10 years ago, full time. I, I tell people that I've been around, I've been full time in the business, 10 going on 11 years. I've been around it 25 because at sixteen, I just dated myself. Holy crap! Nobody, does, don't do the math. Don't please. math it. Don't math it. Yeah, don't please. <laughs> um, but at sixteen, I'd go to the local shows. You know, I was able to go to the local shows. You know, we had ECW came through my hometown twice. Small little hometown, ECW came through twice, and that's what hooked me. And then it was, oh, well, we have – there's other companies that have the ECW guys on there. So then I would, you know, hey, what do you need? Do you need help setting the ring up or the chairs up or whatever? And then I took a break for a while, you know, life and all that. And then, yeah, like I said, you know, 10 going on 11 years, full-time, man. It's You, you always, you always want to learn and grow because eventually – like I said, I'm going to walk away. You're going to walk away, but there's going to be something for us there. Yeah. I may not be out running my mouth, but I could possibly be running gorilla. You know, I could be at training every, every time there's training and help the, the next generation, find the next red dog, find the next, you know, pure ignorance, Ryan Vox, Rob Noxious, mind of mayhem, find the next, you know, and guide them on their journey like I was guided on mine.
1: I like that. So mm. with that, though, that full wrap-up, we're going to take this over to this this game that we play here too, right? So every one of our shows has a fun game, and this one is no different. But this one we're going to treat like pin, submit, DQ. So I'm going to give you three names.
0: Oof, okay. You got a
1: pin one, you got to right. submit one, and you got to okay. DQ one.
0: Rock and roll. Let's do it. All right. So, do it. our first round
1: is going to seem like some familiar people, right? Okay. We're just going to take right. it in the world of managers, by okay. Heenan, okay. Paul Heyman, and okay. then Sable.
0: Uh, Heenan was a worker, so I'd probably – I'd probably – I'd 100% DQ Sable, 100%, because, man eh. <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. Uh uh would I that's see that's a good one. Uh I think Heenan would go pinfall, Heyman would go uh DQ and I'd tap Sable out. Like I'd dragon sleeper and tap her out. That makes me sound like a domestic violence man. That's, <laughs> Sorry, it's, 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 just, it's just a question. It's, always it's, always picked it's, out. It's, <laughs> it's only a domestic dispute if I file the paperwork. That's what it is. <laughs> you know? But yeah, Heyman Hay- would, um, would get DQ'd because the, the, the phone, because that would be a fun Eddie finish. Uh, Heenan would get pinfall because I'd do the warrior Rick Rude hold the feet on the ropes. And then, yeah, Sable would be a dragon sleeper. Just, yeah.
1: Okay. So our next three are also gonna seem very familiar as we're taking on Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, and Captain Spaulding. Oh,
0: goddamn. As a horror junkie, I, I hate that you're doing this. Um, so he <laughs> it's said like Michael. Somebody
1: kind My- of remembered
0: those things too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, and Captain Spaulding. Oh god. See, now there's there's a guy, he reminds me of Michael Myers in the area. his name's Cremator. Me and Cremator, we've never faced a f- – if he watches or listens to this or anybody can do it, don't, don't put me against Cremator. I don't want to <laughs> shoot a promo or, or to, quote, to quote Killian, a big goddamn cinematic against Cremator. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, let's see. So uh, I have to – Oh, God. Michael Myers is going to be the tough one. The shape, because he doesn't do anything. Right. I, I'd i take the DQ on Michael Myers. I would just Eddie, – Eddie spot it and just <laughs> – uh, Sp- Spalding and I, I think, would be fun, and we'd go. And I, I would try my damnedest to tap out Jason. I'd try my – yeah. I, I would try my damnedest <laughs> – I, yeah. I like it. I like it. And then uh,
1: um, last but not least, our last round of people that we're going to include, right? So we're going to bring yeah. in uh, – let's go with <laughs> Corey Taylor. Okay. Rob Zombie okay. Okay. Ma- and Mailer Manson. <laughs>
0: uh, I've seen all them live. <laughs> God, I'm so old. Thanks for making me feel old. Um, um
1: some of our new some of our new viewers is like I don't even know who Corey Taylor is. Don't worry, we know.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Manson likes the weird stuff. I could. I'd have to probably DQ him. I'd have to. I'd have to. Uh, Rob Zombie, we would we would have fun. I feel like that would be like the monsters ball. We'd both just exhaust. Yeah, and that. Saying people don't have any idea what the monster's ball is. I mean, you know, it's fine, whatever. And I'd pin Corey. That sounds horrible. That sounds weird, man. I'd pin (laughs) Corey Taylor. Due to liability reasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. We'll stick with that. That's, yeah, that's a fun one. I, I love that none of the first round was wrestling, and that was it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Because <laughs> you know
1: This show never goes off the way it's meant to It's, uh, it's kind of like no. another person Right like when you think you figured out All the questions I cha- Or you figured out all the answers I've changed the questions
0: <laughs> Yeah you, you you, you never throw rocks At a man with a machine gun <laughs> Right <laughs> But uh, you know those are all My questions and stuff like that I just want to say
1: thank you again for coming on yeah. our show But let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you
0: Well, you can find me, uh, well, here, right now, doing this. Um, May 20th, I will be at uh, the York Revolution Stadium in York, Pennsylvania, when Seven Mountains Wrestling, Classic Championship Wrestling, and Valor Pro Wrestling all come together united. Uh, Like I said, May 20th, York Revolution Stadium. Tickets are on sale now. You can get them through me. Uh, through the actual uh, York Revolution website. We'll have Eric Redbeard is on the show. Uh, And then the villain, Marty Skrull is on the show. You'll you'll also get to see uh, Mr. Ping in action, Rob Noxious in action. You'll get to see uh, Marvelous Malcolm King in action as well. Um, And then along with that, you'll see guys like Adrian Bliss, Uh, jcat the truth serum I suggest anybody in this area or anybody listening please do your work on the truth serum from central Pennsylvania it's and then from there man I think we're pretty much we're pretty much open you know uh if anybody I will be willing to anybody has matches or anything they want to you know send me they can find me on Facebook um you can find me on the Twitter machine. I just jumped back on that thing. Um, it's a uh, mind of mayhem. That's my at. I'm glad it's down here at the bottom. I'm glad that you put that there. Thanks. Appreciate it. We'll do it next time. Um, the only difference is it is not as uh, an O it's a zero in of. So mind zero F mayhem because somebody took my O F and that's a whole different ball game, you know, but other than that, man, I you know the pleasure was all mine coming on doing this. I love anytime anybody's willing to pick my brain. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, I, again, I appreciate it. Thank you for everything, man. Of course, man. So yeah. he
1: told you where you can find him. He's even giving you some of the shows. He told you he's back on the Twitter machine. So, you know, if you're out there wanting to have conversations and stuff. But like yeah. every great part of a wrestling match. We gotta take this home, cause this is the Three Count Podcast presents now entering two oh one, and I'm your host, Clever Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And like every good sherpa, which I like to think I am, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring? You see him right there, the man, the find the mayhem himself, Corey Cross. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or you're legitimately just following us on all of our social media platforms right here. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify. You're even giving us those five-star frauds slash reviews that you can find on Apple Podcasts You're even listening to Apple Amazon Music because we're there now. You're buying all of our merch. You're telling your friends about us. You're telling your enemies about us. You're telling your parents about us. And you're leaving comments, sharing this video with everybody, doing all that stuff, or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end, waiting for that outro. And then choosing another episode to listen
0: to. Preferably my other episode. That's all I care about. Facts. Kawhi.
1: What's going on? It is Clipper Red Dog Little Man. You called wrestling. And what we need from you guys is just kind of show some support, right? We want you guys to go to our YouTube channel at the 3Count Podcast, go on to our Twitch channel, 3Count Pod, or even our Facebook page, 3Count Podcast, and just give us a like, follow, subscribe, even give us a comment, right? Do all that cool stuff. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies, right? Or you can even come talk to us and just chat us up, right? Find us on Twitter at 3 Pod, find us on IG and on TikTok at 3 Count Pod. Go ahead and leave us those comments. We want to hear from all of you guys. We're going to keep putting on videos and stuff like that. We want to keep making this content better. So we want your guys' support. Also, if you guys want to go support us at com forward slash the three count podcast or even find us on foryourwear.com. Give us a support. Show us your guys' love because we want to give it right back to y'all. So in the meantime, in the meantime, love y'all.